Disclaimer, the contents of this podcast do not constitute medical or professional advice and do not reflect the opinions of the affiliates, promotional sponsors or partners or advertising agencies and only reflects the opinions of the members and guests. This podcast contains explicit content and offends everyone equally. VTSR expressly disclaims any and all liability relating to any actions taken or not taken based on any or all contents of this podcast. We disclaim any responsibility. Listen at your own risk. Main sponsors, Nostafiance Group, LLC. For all your training, consulting, and special operations solutions needs. For military, law enforcement, and private clients. Uptown Autoglass. For all your glass needs located in Columbus, Georgia. Atax Camo. You won't even see them coming. Sing it with me. Take it away, JP. How you doing, brother? You doing okay? I'm I'm in isolation. I'm quarantined and I'm in Canada. I don't know if that's good or not. Well, yeah, you'll be all right. You'll be you'll be all right, man. I've got sock puppets. I'll be okay. Dude, you know everybody's freaking out about toilet paper. They obviously never been in the field. Listen, yeah. listen, if you got one t-shirt, you know how many times you can use that shit as toilet paper? You Sleeve. rip it off. Leave. Yeah. By the end of the, you're in a belly shirt. It's up to here. Right here. And then, and then after that, you got socks. Oh. And if you're one of these nasty ass privates that I know in a few of those, when they get home, they'll wash those socks and use them again. <laughs> the Okay. Talking about that. I, I was doing a Navex one time with some young officers and I had, okay, so here's the story. You know how when you're in the field and you get bored and there's like box lunches or, or hay boxes and they've got the fresh food out there once in a while and there's the desserts that should have been refrigerated, but they've been sitting there on the table in the staff area for a couple of days by the coffee pot. So there's these chocolate squares sitting there and the guys are like, hey man, I bet you can't eat the whole tray. And I'm like, I bet you I can I bet you 300 bucks I can. And they're like, boom, money's showing up, right? Okay. And we're talking like a foot by half a foot slab of dessert bars that have been out for probably a week. And I'm like, I'm into this. So I cram it all down. Good to go. I'm like, yeah, drink some water. Yeah, take my money and I walk out. So we're doing an Avex. So we're walking you know, miles and miles and miles and doing all this stuff. And we're in this train with some swamp and some trees and everything. And uh, I'm walking these young officers through and I'm like, all right, nav check. Everybody tell me where we are. So they break out their maps and they're showing me on their maps and everything. I'm like, okay, cool. And it's starting to get dusk. Okay. You know, that little, that, that twilight and how it changes and you're just like, oh, we're going to be in the night now. This is so much fun. And all of a sudden, gurgle, gurgle. Huh. Uh, what's going on? And then I'm like, Okay, so we'll walk for another mile. Hmm, this doesn't feel right. I'm starting to get the sweats. I'm not even moving that fast. 
All right, everybody, all around defense, take out your maps, uh, put your ponchos over your head because it's, it's dark now, uh, light discipline. Um, I'll be back in 10 minutes. So I'm like, okay, I am, I am 500 meters from the porta potty. I do not want to be doing this outside of a porta potty. Okay. So I'm walking. I can feel it. Okay. I'm 400 meters. Okay. Kit's starting to come off. Vest, bush cap, everything. All my gears in one hand. I'm moving a little bit faster. And nope, I'm running. I'm running down the road now. My gear is on the ground. I'm dropping shit. I didn't have a rifle because I was an instructor. So I'm dropping shit and I'm going. And I'm about 120 meters from the porta potty. Hard right into the ditch in the nice little stream. Pants by my ankles. I'm floating there. Oh, oh okay. Well then, uh, and then that's done. Then, while you're right there in the creek, there's somebody else down the creek collecting water. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I, I hopefully not. So I, I get up. I'm soaking wet, and I'm like, oh man, I kind of smell funny now. So I go back. I find the troops. I'm like, hey guys, and they're like, hey Sarge. I'm like, okay, grab your stuff. We're going. And they're okay. Well, here's the route we picked. I said, no, I've got a route. So I went through every water feature for the next two hours that I could find. <laughs> so they're all soaked. I'm soaked. Nobody knew whatever happened. So that, that's my story about toilet paper. But no, seriously, like, come on. Oh, my God. You just made me cry. Oh. Hey, hey, bro, did you, did you see that video that I sent you about the 22 pew, 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 22 Pew, pew, pew. It's, a, it's all about them 45. Pew, pew, Bro, pew. I think that's where the pew, pew, you got his name from that video. I, I think you have to send it to him. I think so. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, those that are, you know, identifying to it to watch us, we have the pew, pew, Jew. We have Jeff. Jeff from um, Lima um, Charlie Clothing Company. And down at the bottom, we have my fellow Canadian and co-host of Bullets and Putin, Tom. Is he Canadian? Oh, I thought he was from Japan or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our guest for this evening because we have a... Um, yes, we do. Hey, uh, Jehuda, can, can you tell us about yourself, especially, uh, and, and you can start telling everybody about you and not only that, about your awesome, awesome books while I go and grab another beer. <laughs> Because he's so riveted that he's stuck to his seat to listen to you talk, my friend. I thought I heard the doorbell ring. No, I think somebody made a sale. <laughs> yes, Yehuda, tell us who you are. My name is the Pew Pew Jew, and I live in Texas, and I write children's books on firearms education and firearm safety. History of the Second Amendment, uh, 105 explosive gun jokes. Just a, a lot of really fun stuff, mainly for kids, um, showing guns in a very positive light. Nice. And why did you get started with that? I got started in that because when I bought my first gun, it was a Glock 19. And when my parents found out that I owned a firearm, they went all Chernobyl on me and total nuclear meltdown. And from there, I decided, I'm like, you know, how am I going to educate my children on firearms? Hold on. And How old were you when you got that oh, 19? When I, wait, when I bought my first gun? Yeah. Uh, 20, 
25, 20, 26. 26, maybe, okay. Maybe 27, something like that. Okay. Um, but I, I mean, I had two kids. I was out of the house. And my, even though, like, again, my parents, like, freaked out. And I decided I needed to educate my children. So what was the best way to do that? I found the NRA's Eddie Eagle program, which is great, except the problem is all they do is talk about what to do if you find a gun somewhere it's not supposed to be. And as all of us know, gun safety, there's a lot more to it than just oh, that. Oh, yes. So I went to the next best place for all your educational needs. That was Amazon. And I was shocked to find that there was no actual book written for kids on gun safety. It was gun safety books for adults, but nothing geared specifically for kids. As someone who always enjoyed creative writing, I decided I'm going to write the book. And a little kind of taking after J.K. Rowling's, uh, who wrote Harry Potter on the napkin. I actually wrote my first book on my iPhone on the notes. And I wrote it in about 20 minutes and I just got flashed. I loved it. Um, Not in that way for those that are listening at home. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to be discreet and take a photo for, you know, the, the, the cops. Well, Keep going. Know, I'm sorry. If you're going to take a photo, yeah, you got to take it without a flash. Um, duh. Duh. Uh, yeah. So, um, I always enjoyed creative writing and I wrote this book and it took me five years to get the book made. Uh, wow. I was, I mean, turned down by over 30 publishing companies, 30 literary agents. No one wanted to touch a book on, even though it was gun safety, no one wanted to touch a book on children and guns in a positive light. And then Sandy Hook happened. So I was literally persona non grata. Just no one would even give me the time of day. Um, after about four and a half about four and a half years i finally found a literary agent she got me a fantastic mind-blowingly good publishing deal three months after that um to this day i hate the movie um the secret life of pets i was at the in the movie theater hate this movie now um i was in the movie i was in the movie theater with my two kids watching the movie and I get an email and I look at it and the publishing company canceled the book deal. And then my literary agent dropped me all within 15 minutes of each other. Why? I, they basically found out and I never told her this because I respect her too much. And it clearly was not her fault in any way, but they found out that Julie Golub was coming out with her children's book. And Julie obviously has a much much bigger following than I had. I didn't have any, uh, hell, I didn't even have Instagram at that point. Like I had nothing. I didn't even have the pupage. I, I literally had nothing, um, zero following. So they decided to cancel the book deal because how can I compete with somebody who is on, you know, team Smith and Wesson and is a professional shooter and a spokesperson for the NRA. Like I just had I had no chance of competing. Um, so they canceled it. And to say I went into a deep, dark funk was a understatement. I mean, I literally, this is something that I fought for for years and years and years. Yeah. Only to have it pulled, you know, out from under me. And I, I went into a, a serious depression. I mean, I didn't talk to my family. I didn't talk to my wife. Um, I didn't talk to anybody. Um, I stopped hanging out with my friends. I mean, I, I know, obviously, I can't compare it to other people who went through some dark things, but obviously... 
everyone, you know, go through their own battles. Yep. And for me, I, I always enjoyed writing and I thought this was going to become, you know, I was going to become a, a, a successful author. And um, in November, I think it was November of 2015, my son came home from school and you can see this right here. Yep. Um, he basically came home, he was six years old and it was a, a, uh, a worksheet that basically said, uh, let's say it says when I'm 50. And he wrote on the bottom, when I'm 50, I want to be like my dad and I want to write. And what was amazing is there was now about a, a five and a half month lapse from the time I lost my book deal, my agent to this uh, work assignment. And it was at that moment when he came home with that assignment that writing this book was no longer about me. It yeah. was about my son. And I had to show him that I'm not a quitter and that no matter how bad things get, you just got to tie up the boots, you know, lace, lace up the boots and literally just, if you have to keep your head down low and go quietly through the night, you just do it until you come out on top. And I turned to my wife without even literally without even explaining, I'm like, I'll be right back. And I left the house. And at that point, my wife's terrified because, you know, I haven't talked in like months. I went right to Walmart. I bought a frame, came home, put it on the wall, started working my ass off. Um, not easy, but another year went by and I finally found a small publishing house that was willing to publish it. And then, you know, within three years after the book got published in January of 2017, Within three years, I, I have six books out now. And on top of that, I have my seventh book that I'm looking for funding right now. And I know, Nate, you saw the cover of my next book. Um, I believe I sent it to you. My, uh, yes, you did. It's going to be an amazing book when, it, when I'm done with it. Except the writing, writing that book is, God, what a pain in the ass. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I've written my seventh book. I'm looking for funding. If, Anybody out there wants to fund a totally awesome patriotic book for kids? Jehuda, I got a question for you, the Pew Pew Jew. Uh, I was doing some research a while back and I read, I'm not sure, so you correct me on this. If you're on Amazon, you can self-publish, right? That's how I do it. Um, what happened was, is with my first book, Safety On, I found out that my publisher goes to Amazon. Oh, okay. Uh, which is... Nice, but kind of annoying because, you know, I want something a little bigger. But either way, um, I converted my first book, my safety book, to a coloring book so that children can really internalize the message because we know children are very visual. So they can sit down and read all these gun safety lessons. <laughs> JP's very visual, too. Um, I'll send you a coloring book. Okay. Uh, and um, so I converted it to a coloring book. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, I have now two published books. I'm going to just keep on writing. So the next four books after that were all self-published through Amazon. I didn't use the okay, publisher perfect. because now I make more money per book. Um, and especially I've built this huge network and this big following and, you know, uh, just a lot of people who now have my back. So 
I don't need a publishing house to help promote my stuff when I probably have a bigger backing than they do. Uh, and so, I mean, we got to put it in the description anyways, but so everybody can benefit from your amazing books. Can you tell everyone what's the website they can find them at? Yeah. Um, if you want to be a cheap person, uh, feel free to go to Amazon and buy the cheap version. Um, if you want to make sure I, as a Jew, makes a little more money. Um, <laughs> more bagels. More bagels. Um, <laughs> definitely go to my website, thepewpewjew.com. And um, the next, well, let, let's, I mean, I don't know when this is going to go live, but, um, or, you know, when we're going to put this up so people can hear. But uh, if in the notes, if you buy a book after listening to this shit show um, and decide, and you buy a book from listening here, Definitely send me a note in, in when you purchase the book, and everyone will get a small sticker that says "Gun Control is Not Kosher," and there's a picture of a pig with a cigar. But are the stickers kosher? Um, you tell me. That way, they'll they'll all hear it. Oh, that's awesome! I got to get me one of that. We need to make those into coins. Okay, so I have these as patches, and I actually need more patches. I need I have. Patches and um, I have this on a shirt. I have it on a pillow. I have it on a blanket, a poster. Um, this is one of the best sellers I have. And for everyone listening, it's a picture of a pig wearing Oakleys with a big cigar, and it says "Gun control is not kosher." And no, it is not anti-Semitic. If you buy it and wear it, you have my blessing. And it's anti-Semitic if you don't buy it. Just exactly. saying. Just saying. That's right. <clears throat> And now our next amazing guest that we got here is L. Jeff. That's you, Jeff. That's your, that's your cue if you didn't notice that. Well, my name is Jeff Combs. Uh, I own Lima Charlie Clothing Company. Um, been at it since uh, late 2017. And uh, you were the guest on the last mini episode, too. So you don't have to get too detailed about that. You can tell us more about your current experiences, your likes, you know, dislikes. Oh, dislikes. There's too many to count. Likes uh, is, is I have no neighbors, so I self-quarantine uh, 365 days a year. So, <laughs> boy. Yeah. Hey, yeah. How, how many rolls of toilet paper do you got right now? Oh, I got tons. For, <laughs> for your neighbor, let her know I got a 24-pack. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going to last you all weekend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, oh, by the way, for the people who are listening, uh, this amazing guy, Jeff, and uh, Lima Charlie Clothing Company will be actually uh, carrying pretty soon the VTSR T. That's right. You're going to be able to get swag. What, what, how did you say that? Say that again, JP. Swag. 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 <laughs> that, that's swag in Spanish, bro. Oh, is it? Okay, and, and in French, it's uh, swag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the big announcement there. How, is that, how do uh, you say swag in Hebrew? Yeah. I don't know if there's an actual word. Uh, the only thing I can think of maybe matana, which means gift. Oh, I like that, because swag is a gift. And that's right. right so, I don't know if there's an actual, like, because swag is kind of like a slang word. 
and it does there's not a lot of good translation to like slang in hebrew okay okay we, we'll all right then. then we messed up all hebrew right back to too, back too, to jeff because uh yeah, you know too proper, proper, yeah apparently okay jeff <laughs> all right it. jeff you keep going with the freaking slang here <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so yeah, so uh, we're uh, starting uh, this project called Battle Buddy Three Gun, and uh, it is a, uh, a shooting competition uh, geared uh, specifically towards um, individuals that are uh, have, have some kind of disability, um, whether that be in a wheelchair, amputation, anything like that. Um, it's a uh, three gun competition in which uh, we uh, we we promote. Uh, individuals in in situations like myself getting out there and getting active and, and getting after it um as well as uh team building um uh traditional three gun is shot individual match count you know style um this is going to be uh teams so uh we're going to uh hopefully uh promote uh some 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 team team building and uh and uh get some guys exposed to uh, a sport that we've uh, all kind of had, had our, had our share at. Um, and so, yeah, so uh, gonna, gonna be doing three gun competition uh, in uh, at the end of October in South Carolina. Um, and uh, it's, uh, it's going to be a good time. So uh, check us out. Battle buddy three gun. We're on Facebook, Instagram. So. Cool. And we're going to be putting out more information about that as the uh, event gets closer. And um, also in, uh, you can, yeah, probably in VTSR, we'll, we'll repost whatever you put on our VTSR uh, when it comes to, you know, uh, sponsorship and things like that. Uh, we're going to repost it as well. That way, if people are interested, uh, they can actually, uh, you know, contact you and, and get it rolling. Awesome. Awesome. That's yeah, awesome. We're real, we're real excited about it, so. Yeah, because uh, JP, it's, sorry. Uh, it's my inability to speak English properly. Is that considered a disability? Like, I can compete? Very much so, yes. Yes! <laughs> you just look like a window licker, so you're in yeah, already. Yeah. <laughs> Padded helmets included. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh, shit. That's I, awesome. Yeah, I, so... I, I have a feeling that JP and I are going to be very involved um, with the uh, with this project, um, the Battle Buddy Three Gun, on multiple levels. And uh, if there's a an opportunity for some commentary, maybe we can fill those roles. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because Jeff didn't say no right away, so I'm taking it. I'm I'm, I'm going to use that as a win for us, JP. Just you, it's because you muted my mic. That's <laughs> <laughs> that was a good trick. That was a good trick. I got all the buttons. <laughs> hey, for the record, um, does uh -oh. Tom talk? What's oh. that? Oh, he's next. He's Actually, next. I, I was up. I was, like, we've been going for like an hour and a half, and I don't think I've heard him say one word. No, he did say yes one time. Yeah. One time. I, I, just, thought, I just thought, you know, we have – a Puerto Rican, a Jew, Canadian, a disabled dude, and I thought like, oh, <laughs> wait, is, is that a Canadian disabled dude or is oh, Jeff the disabled I, dude? Then I thought we just had like a token Asian guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got to get the bases covered. 
Oh, shit. It's the it new United like Nations, man. I was going to say, we're bringing the United Colors of Benetton back. Yeah. yeah. No, if, J- no, well, if JP Tom, checks Tom his is, phone, he's got Tom questions is for the, Tom. Tom is the Bullets and Punani. Yeah, Tom hosts uh, and produces the the uh, YouTube channel Bullets and Putin, which is about gun culture as well. So everybody on this show right now is about gun culture, right. okay? And about, um, you know, going the further distance and stuff. And as veterans mm-hmm. and first responders and things, we, we like guns. We like violence. I mean, stuff. So, am JP. I only, am I the only one here that did not serve in any capacity? Oh, Tom didn't serve either, no. Tom didn't serve. Hey, Tom, I was only so, in for a week. So, so with that, with that said, Tom, I, hey, Tom, be, before, before you started hanging around with with Big Nate, and um, and of course when you travel, uh, with me, um, did you hang out with a lot of veterans before? Uh, no, not at all, actually. Um, <laughs> like I live in the city near Toronto, so like there's not, we're not in the. It's, it's, it's the city so everybody's like doing office jobs or you know regular city stuff so like there's no like even like hunting and fishing isn't like it's a little bit here and there but like uh yeah we have like a we do have a base downtown but uh, like it's nothing it's nothing crazy they just it's more of a barracks and a few you know in a, in a, and they hold stuff there but it's not like a full-on uh Canadian forces base anywhere near me uh the, the nearest base i think is in probably uh either Borden or even uh Trenton so anyways it's like two hours away so like uh you know I I never really hung around uh vets or anyone who served or anything like that I was just you know I just come across you guys I guess (laughs) (laughs) so so with you hanging out with you know with regular what I call normal people because veterans yeah. ain't normal right what I call normal people you hanging out with them and then all of a sudden started hanging out with Nate with Nate more often than me of course because of the distance but hanging out with more veterans and things like that what what's the difference that you see between mindset and attitude oh man well first of all the way the way uh people communicate it's like people more political or more politically correct in the city or like, like I, I'm from the city. So it's, it's kind of funny. Cause like you have people being more polite and like in an inv- office environment. Meanwhile, in like, you know, meanwhile, we're talking, we're talking off the cuff, you know, uh, just, just talking bullshit to the third eye. I mean, like they're just confused on how you guys talk or the way, uh, we, you guys like, you know, um, you know, throw shit at each other, but it's fun. It's all in fun. It's all in good. D- d- didn't you, you know find I mean? it weird at first when we started making fun of each other and like being like, uh, uh, what people are going to call a borderline racist with each other, <laughs> but, we, but we don't care. Right. Because it, it, in our eyes, there's no race. There's no color. Right. We're just brothers. So we're just going to make fun of each other no matter what. Did, didn't you find it weird that you feel uncomfortable at first? <laughs> No, like it's fine with me because I like it's. I find it humorous, but it's just like I know I can't really talk about this kind of stuff with like some of my city friends. You would say because like, <laughs> like even even the other day, like uh, so right now we're going through this whole contra, uh, you know, the, uh, the whole virus thing. And a month ago, I suggested politely, "Hey guys, <laughs> you could, you should, you sh- we should be, you guys should get." a two week emergency emergency supply of food or household goods and you know the usual stuff right like you know 
like the usual stuff that we take care of is no problem and then they're like the group chat was silent for like an hour i'm like so they're talking behind my back now i think I'm <laughs> it's, 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 it's really funny because like and that was a month ago right and then uh today in the group chat one of my buddies was like yo i want to go out to buy a baseball bat and machete i'm like oh that's nice <laughs> What sports then, that for? <laughs> I know, and I'm like, what's that for? You got you like, do you love baseball? I'm like, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> you gonna go cut some sugar cane? <laughs> yeah, and then uh, uh, one of the other guys was like, you know, they're on the fence of stuff. I could, I could, you know, I, me doing this whole uh, jumping into the security industry is that, uh, uh, and I mean, being personally myself is I'm very observant and able to read body language or or and, and that kind of stuff. So like, I know there's a couple other guys who are like, they're all kind of like on the fence when I was mentioning the whole emergency supply thing. And then like, that was like a month ago. And then, like I said, uh, a few days ago, one of them is like, you know, Tom did say like, you know, you should get two <laughs> weeks, months of supply or two weeks worth of supply of stuff. Because one of my other friends who lives downtown, he went to the supermarket and he saw uh, two people fight over frozen pizza at the supermarket. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to say I told you so, but, you know, told you so. <laughs> yeah, so I told you so. So, anyways, I'm not saying anything. So, like, they think I'm crazy. I know they think I'm crazy. They haven't said it, but they know I'm, they think I'm crazy. So, it's you know like, what? It's funny, Tom. We had a yeah. we had a guy. We were doing a contract, a role playing contract for for uh, the military, and we had yeah. one dude, one dude that showed up, no military experience, nothing. We just needed him for that contract, right? So yeah, he showed body. up. Uh, he showed up. He took he took vacation on his work, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna be doing this contract," and he's uh. His bosses go like, oh, man, military contract. They said, oh, go ahead. Go do it. Like, don't worry. You got your job secure when you get back. So, so he, now, he works in a real estate investment company. Okay. okay? So, he works with a bunch of executives all the time and, and a bunch of uh, uh, people that work real estate, like a bunch of cubicles and stuff like that. So, he said, so he comes with us. And at first, he was like, he didn't, he didn't understand how, 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 we just make fun of each other all the time. Of course, 30 days, he was doing that contract with us. At the end of yeah. those 30 days, he's walking around going like, what's up, my crackers? What's up, brownies? <laughs> what are you guys doing? This and that. Oh, oh, you motherfuckers, right? So, so before we, we all left, I told him, I told him straight up, I'm like, hey, man, you need to start like realizing that you're heading back. back to your corporate world, right? <laughs> you're not longer hanging out with a bunch of cool dudes. You're about <laughs> to go back to your work. And it's like, you need, you need to decompress. And he's like, I got this. I got this. He called me two days later because he had one day in between and then he went to work. He called me two days later. The first day he went back to work, he's like, oh man, I already got a, a reprimand from the first <laughs> <laughs> so, so apparently he walked in and the first thing he said in the morning he's like what's up my crackers that's everybody else doing here blah 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 that was the first one i guess everybody looked at him somebody complained but nobody went to the boss then he walked into the break room and, he, <laughs> and the, the coffee was almost to the bottom and he said what the fuck he said just like that he's like you empty the joe you make some more motherfuckers and, uh, and, uh, and at that point he was calling to the office talk to the boss and and he was like i'm so and he told him of course he put it all on us oh absolutely he said, he, said, he said i have to apologize 
but I've been hanging out for 30 days with a bunch of savages. Can you please <laughs> give me a few days to, to get back into the workplace? And the boss goes like, no, 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 I understand those military guys. They're, they're stupid and dumb. I understand that. And he goes like, yes, <laughs> they are. And I go like, oh, really, buddy? <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't saying that when you're going to get paid 400 bucks a day for doing nothing? <laughs> 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 yeah, apparently we're dumb and stupid. Uh, but but he, he wrote with that, you know, he's like, hey, hey, sorry, JP, I had to put it, all the fault was you, your guys. That's <laughs> of it. Of course, the easiest thing to do is blame someone else who's not there. But, but just imagine that, I mean, uh, uh, trying to adjust to something like that, even you coming from, from uh, living in the city, working with freaking stupid people like us, like making fun of each other, grabbing each other's butts because we're doing wallet checks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, you just grab his butt. I'm like, no, I was doing a wallet check. I want to make sure he got his wallet. But yeah, make sure doing it in the shower, butt. you know. Exactly. Now, 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 I, now I feel that I missed out when we, when uh, you and Nate, JP, you and Nate, uh, picked me up at the circle bar and I didn't get a wallet check. Yeah, but oh, we, still, oh. we still picked you up, though. You did pick me up, God. <laughs> Literally, JP, I'm telling you, I don't know, you guys – so I've been to SHOT Show three times, and this past year was the first time I actually hung out by Circle Bar. And I literally met JP and Nate two months ago at, J at the Circle Bar, right? And night one that I met them, it was great. We had some great conversations. I'm not lying to you. Night two, I, JP was literally taking me by the collar, saying, you got to meet my Jew. You got to meet my Jew. He's my Jew. And dragging me around. <laughs> so, like he's crazy. And I'm like, uh, was, so he's getting dragged around by the collar. JP's saying racial slurs, and I'm holding all of JP stuff like the big Sherpa Russian guy. Oh, oh don't touch my little man. Yeah, it yeah. was awesome. No, and then and, and uh, then we had uh, 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 TJ Tejada. Remember? Yes. He was at the bar. He went around. Room. He was up at the bar with his wheelchair, and yeah. um, <laughs> hey, what did you say next? Hey, no, <laughs> and, and some guy got mad at me because because he goes like, "Hey, man, JP, can you get me some water? Yeah, yeah, run over there and get it." <laughs> and he's like, "I'm in a wheelchair, <laughs> asshole." <laughs> but we were just kidding, and we were just kidding. And the guy walked right right beside me. He goes like, "You're so insensitive." I'm like, "Dude, we're playing. We know each other." <laughs> oh, and Nate, what about who was who was that German dude? Do you remember there was a German, like this tall German guy with like a, a beard and, oh man, I, I don't know. He, the guy was sitting there, right? And talking with, talking with us. And he said the funniest story yeah. in the world. And he's sitting there, you, you know who he is, JP? I, I, I don't know who he is, but I know who you're talking about because he yeah, didn't I find didn't my joke him. funny. No. Okay, so, so he was, he, he got up there and like, the guy has a thick German accent, right? And, um... I, I don't even know what his name was, like Hans or something like that. I think it was Hans, actually. <laughs> oh, yes. It was Gruber. It was Mr. Gruber. Hans Gruber, right? Um, and he's sitting there. He's like, yeah, you know, one time I was at this uh, airfield and I get up on stage and I, I go, it, like, right in front of me, he's like, I get up on uh, in the microphone, I'm like, and he's like doing like a whole Hitler impression. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, where is this going? He goes, and then I finished and everyone in the like all these soldiers are all quiet. And I'm like, <laughs> no shit. Everyone know where the orange juice is. <laughs> like, that's what he said. And you know, it just 
man, it's awesome. You, you know, it's like, we're, I don't know. I, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a plethora of racial slurs, bad jokes, and good drinks. <laughs> no, but that's, yeah. that's what it is, you know. And, and it's funny, like, I, I, a lot of my friends in the Jewish world, right? Because, like, I'm an Orthodox Jew. So a lot you of guys them, have your own world? We do. We do. <laughs> and shockingly, <laughs> shockingly, I was coming from the protocols of the Elders of Zion meeting right before this. So, you know, we, we are trying to take over the world. Not to be that guy, but that sounds like an epic 80s movie. Have you ever heard of the protocols of the Elders of Zion? Like, that honestly sounds like an epic 80s sci-fi movie. Like, hold on a second. I'm, I'm seriously asking, have you never heard of it? Is that a porn? No, no I've, what is it? <laughs> the Protocols of the Elders of Zion was like some, like written back in like the 20s. It was like a, a super anti-Semitic oh, that like- It sounds like a really bad, shitty movie. Right, but, but it's, it's literally like about a pamphlet that was spread everywhere about Jews trying to take over the world. Oh, and okay. I mean, now it was my brain's like, kicking in. But yeah. it was like legit anti-Semitic, and it was everywhere. So I always joke that you know that's where I come from. Okay, all, people never know how to react to that. You, you know what is funny is, uh, and some people don't find this funny, but that guy, uh, whatever his hands hands German guy, he thought it was funny. He he got my joke. Uh, I tell people all the time with my first wife, she's half Irish, half German. And, uh, and people are like, oh, so how did that work out? I'm like, well, it was all good until one day she told me, hey, do you want to go and take a shower? <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I looked at her and I said, oh, hell no. You, I'm not doing that. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, hey, how did that work out for the juice? You ain't going to get me on that fucking trick. <laughs> now, oh, if man. you get it, you get it, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I'm... I'm... I'm I'm totally fine. You know, look, I my my buddy, my buddy. I mean, that guy, that German guy. He was laughing. He was laughing. He was like, horrible, horrible. <laughs> no, I mean, he was he was great. Uh, he he was really funny. But you know, it's just it's just one of those things that it's nice that like, you know, to tie in everything that, you know, at the end of the day, I can call any one of you and say, hey guys, I need your help, and you guys will be there like that. Oh yeah, uh, Silencio. And, Silencio. <laughs> right? No, but you know, but it, it's nice that, you know, we, we can all, sh you know, shoot the shit and just rip each other, make fun of each other. But at the end of the day, we all, all have each other's backs. And that's yep. what I absolutely love about a majority of the people in our industry. And that's, that quantifies what JP and Tom were talking about is how we kind of indoctrinate people into our world. We don't get, as veterans transitioning and leaving from that world, we don't get, and Jeff can attest to this too, is we don't get indoctrinated into society as like a welcoming thing. It's like forever unclean. We don't know what to do with you. But when you come the other direction to us, we're like, come on in. We got this. You know, you're going to have some fun. It's all good. Um, unless, of course, you're, you know, coming through our stream and, and, you know, going as a private and, you know, learning your stuff. Then we're like, hey, listen, boot, I don't care about you. I don't <laughs> like you. You're a pain in my ass and I got to teach you shit. But if you're a civvy coming to hang out with us, hey, man, it's all good. This is how we roll. You can call people whatever names you want as long as they can call it right back to you. Yeah. Yep. Right. Unless you're a Marine, then they just want to eat crimes all day. I'm like, God damn it, bro. Oh, Marines are the worst. Right, that man. Jeff. <laughs> I'm in a wheelchair. Come Good on. for you. <laughs> Fuck. 
He's like, he's like, feel bad for me, motherfuckers. Don't be making right. fun of the Marine Corps. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Oh my god. Anyways, uh, you got anything else, Nate? Uh, I just want to thank everybody for this uh, this opportunity to uh, bang out an episode tonight as a group. Um, you know, it was it was great bringing the gang together uh, and just really just hammering this home in a, in a group effort. Uh, you know, um, the options were available. We we passed each other around as good partners and uh, good conversation flowed. So thanks, guys. You know, rehash again. We've got the Pew Pew Jew. We've got Alima Charlie Clothing Company. We've got the uh, bullets and Poonani, which is actually pronounced bullets and Putin because they'd be putting the bullets in their gun. And of course the man, the myth, the legend, Nate. And uh, <laughs> of course our absolutely cute and fuzzy, frizzly hit little, little chia pet of a man. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. JP Cervantes, Mr. Class himself, hosting an amazing show. Send us out, JP. Anyways, if you're out there, just remember, uh, whatever you do, you, whatever situation you're going through. Oh, before we go out, I want to yes. say that this time with, you know, with this whole social distancing bullshit, a lot of, um, I know a lot of veterans or, or even if they're not veterans, just people going through tough times, a lot of times they they find that their connections, their friendships, hanging out with their friends at their favorite bar or restaurant, whatever it is, is the way that they actually deal with their anxiety and stuff like that. And, and right now they don't have that. They got to stay at home. And uh, so they don't have the circle of friends around their 24 uh, seven for them. So if you know anybody like that, if you're out there and you know anybody like that, that uses that their environment and their circle as their way of coping with whatever they're going through. They don't have that right now. So just give them a call, send them a text, let them know that even that physically their circle is not there, it's still there. So let them know that you got their backs, uh, check on them because being in their house, the anxiety is going to kick in. They're going to feel lonely and they're going to start thinking about stupid shit they shouldn't be thinking about. So giving a ring, Knock on the door if you have to and check on your body. And whatever you do, if you're listening out there, do not, do not cash out. Thank you to our main sponsors. Nost Finance Group, LLC, Uptown Auto Glass, and ATAX Scan. He said, I do. Gonna go protect this land. This song is for you. Young girl. Could have been anything in the world, but she chose to serve. Gave her life such a sacrifice. This song.